Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Law Enforcement. I am your host, Kenny Dean, and I have a special guest again tonight, Marlon. What's up, man? All the way from okay. L.A. What's going on, bro? Over here, man, KD, enjoying this, uh, believe it or not, it was 80 degrees today, man. What's up man, with that? We're... I don't want to hear that, bro, because it was like 40. <laughs> it was like 40 here, man. I yeah, man. Yeah, I'm man. We enjoying this and uh, happy to be here, happy to help out and... Uh, you know, let's chop it up, man. All right. I appreciate that. So we talked a little bit off off air about this incident, and it was in uh, Reform, Alabama. So there's a video circulating. It's, it's definitely gone viral if, if it hasn't already. It's going to. And it's of a female officer who's stunning a man on the back of or the front of a car. And she's cussing and saying some words that, you know, going to get her in trouble if it hasn't already. She's already going to leave, I believe. And people, of course, people are commenting on that, that of course it's racial, it's automatic, a racial incident and everything like that. Now, I don't condone, you know, her actions, but I, as I said to you, I would love to see the whole video to kind of paint that whole picture of how this even, you know, how this thing just erupted into her tasing him at that point. And it's like, ooh, okay. You, you pulled a gun. You pulled a gun from his waistband. Um, you know, everything is kind of, it almost looked like a skit to me in a way, you know, like if we would do role, when we do role playing skits or whatever, because it's like, okay, you got no backup. Where's your backup? Where's, I don't hear you, no commands over the radio. Hey, you know, I got one, stop, anything. So this was, to me, really poor training, it looks like. And then it was also a bad decision. She got really emotional on the actual, you know, stop of, you know, this gentleman. And yeah, it's bad. And it looks bad. So you who, again, you did internal affairs and you did some, you know, an investigating on use of force and things. What, what's your what's your take on that? OK, Woo. man, this thing is loaded, man. While you were talking, I wrote down a couple of things. So right. first, we got to talk about the taser deployment. So that's a policy. Right. right. Then right. you have tactics to one man unit. So those are the things that stick out. So what's the policy about having a one man unit, maybe calling the backup? Again, we don't know all the circumstances, but that definitely pops out of my mind uh racial like you said racial issues look why don't we concentrate and focus on the actual uh use of force uh with a suspect as opposed to you know trying to pull the curtains back and 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 see what race they actually are I, to right. be quite honest with you right. i i think that what do they call that excited delirium if you will yeah um, it, it gets to a level and again your emotional intelligence gets to a level where I'm pretty sure if you were asked a line of questioning about the suspect, the last thing she's probably going to think about is the actual race. That's just me from experience. I don't know that, but that's also an issue. Now, the use of force policy. So, of course, he grabbed her and he, and he pretty much threw him up on the hood. Is that a tactic uh, or is that best practices? I don't know. I don't know if they teach that, if they actually teach it in the academy, if she's actually gone some update uh, use of force uh, training as it relates to 
uh, I suppose, affecting an arrest, that can also be an issue. Uh, another thing, too, sticks out is body-worn video. Does that agency have body-worn video or not? So it'd be right. nice to know if they did. Right. Well, here's the problem. If they actually did have body-worn video and she didn't turn it on, well, that can that's be an issue. That's another if one. she didn't, if she do, if the agency does not have body-worn video, then uh, you know what? Kudos to the uh, person who was recording right. because at least it gives us uh, a depiction of what actually happened. Okay. Uh, then we go on with drugs, right? So I'm, I'm led to believe that uh, the suspect is under the influence. I don't know that. You might want to get a DRE, a drug recognition expert at scene to see if they're actually under the influence. And last but not least, you know, for the people who are listening to this or watching, look, what we call foul language, inappropriate remarks. I, I know some people are going to say, oh, my God, I can't believe that, she, you know, she, she, the officer's talking to the suspect like that. Well, you know what? Sometimes when your emotions are just sky high, there are certain things that you have to say in order to affect an arrest, right. prevent an escape, and apprehend uh, the suspect. So those are the things that pop out, but, uh, you know, we're more than welcome to break down. So it, she was angry, right? It appears she was angry. Something happened. Well, I'm a guess. I'm going to take it as an experienced officer. Both of us experienced Something happened that led that to to get to that point. And that's that's the issue I have with the videos that a lot of time that are shown. It's like, okay, was she fighting? Because her language leads me to believe that was some kind of initial confrontation that, you know, again, I, I wasn't there. I'm not justifying the part that we saw, but something led her to go to a 10, like, like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And it got him back was his actions, you know what I mean? And again, we have to be professional. You know, we, God, we were supposed to be robots. And yeah. it just looks like she lost control of her emotions. And that's what caused, you know, kind of caused the issue. Yeah, so one of the things we discuss when it comes to critical incidents, especially with OISs, uh, because that's what I'm more familiar with, is the fact that, yeah, you know, you never want to create the exigency. In other words, you never really want to create uh, the peril, right? And right. be the person that's going to get to zero to 10. Meaning, if we see her, like you said, getting to 10 so quick, what we need to know is that who actually created, that, you know, that, right. those circumstances? Was it just her? flying off the handle and not being able to affect an arrest because she's already pretty much determined that, you know what, I'm going to arrest this guy. Yeah. Uh, or was it the actions of the suspect that actually led her to get to that 10 level, the, you know, 10 being the highest. Right. right. What concerns me the most. And again, look, I'm not a big fan of passing uh, a lot of scrutiny, if you will, in a situation like this in another agency. And again, yeah, exactly. we as officers, uh, can never fill the shoes, even of our own colleagues, yeah, right? Exactly. However, when it comes time to review, and I can tell you this from experience, there's just a set of circumstances that you're going to have to pass judgment. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that might be an IA, right? Because we're saying that, hey, there is some misconduct there. How we're going to render recommended penalty on that, that's a whole different story. But let's right. first get to whether or not 
you violated policy and procedure because that's huge. This, when I see all this, what sticks out the most is the fact that there's a lot of policy. If there is, I don't know. But my thinking is policy and procedure is at issue in those things as it relates to the taser, as it relates to the body worn video, as it relates to the affecting an arrest and the uh, one man unit. I, I, you know, those are things that we're going to have to really analyze with a fine tooth comb, whether or not you should have or could have done different. Does, does that make sense? And, yeah. and this always, and this, this, this is what always gets you in a use of force. Uh, it's not so much the what you did because we're watching what she did, mm-hmm. right? It's the things that you didn't do or you didn't think about that we're right. going to do a heavy, heavy scrutiny on right. this particular incident. So, right. So let me ask you this: You're yes. investigating that, right? It, it, that case comes across your desk. First thing, you know, you said the things that you look for, whatever. Yes. Are you making this, are you going to make a statement? Not not that you, but are you going to, because the police chief is going to be calling you. You know that. They're going to be hitting you up. Yes. High profile. Hey, Marlon, tell me what you think. Give me something to work with. You know how that works, right? Absolutely. And as an investigator, are you going to tell them, or would you tell them, I'm not going to pass judgment until I get all the facts. And this is not a racial incident until it becomes, you know what I mean? Like I cannot, I cannot justify the, uh, the lust for vengeance from the crowd until I get all the facts. And I think that's what's missing in a lot of these type incidents because it's already getting pushed. They say getting pushed to, I think Alabama, um, Justice Department, Criminal Justice uh-huh. Department, for them to, you know, do their investigation over the police department. And that's fine. You know, that's that's cool. But it automatically went racial because she was white and he was black. And I, like, again, I have a such a distaste for that because I've yeah. been in that situation. Yeah. You know, again, just we, we just got just because of my name and just because of me, the media, oh, yeah. he's white, he's white. And then, turn, yeah. oh my God, he's black, right? He just yeah. got a name that sounds like a white, you know, a white dude. So I caution people before you go, you know, this is a racial incident. This, to me, I'm looking at this as she just violated a lot of policies. In my, Correct. You know what yeah. I mean? A lot of policies, yes. and that's probably yeah, that's what they buy anybody on. So does it? Does it? Are you okay? Are you firing her? Are you firing her? Are you terminating her employment as a chief? No. Look, from what I know, I, I'm far from uh, the needle right now. It's not even moving towards right. termination whatsoever. Right. You know, I mean, right. look, right. there is uh, what what we call here in California, especially my big uh, beloved LAPD. Uh, the way I was taught was when it comes to application of force, you have to look at it from this perspective, substantial deviation from department policy and procedure without justification. So think of all those buzzwords, right? So in other words, you can substantially deviate from department policy and procedure. And again, I just gave you a laundry list. I told you about the taser, body worn tactics, uh, the, um, inappropriate remarks, the one-man unit, the fact that if she had knowledge, if he had a firearm, I mean, there's just a host of issues. 
So the question is, that's a good one. You see the what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the farm yeah. and the whole nine. I mean, yeah. you got to. Because we keep forgetting that. We keep forgetting yeah, you got a gun, Again, man. You got not a gun. justification, but we forget yeah. that that she pulled a gun out. Exactly. From the man's and he. Yeah, she created. Exactly. So the question is, who creates? Yeah. Who creates the peril? Does she create it or does he create it? Right. So all those questions to me, look, if you're going to, in an interview, in a compelled interview, if you're going to sit here and tell me like, look, I've substantially deviated from all these policy and procedures, right? Substantial. It's got to be deviation substantially. Mm -hmm. But if you can justify it, then great. From what I'm looking at right now, I just don't see <laughs> enough justification, you know, and I, and I, and, and it, I chuckle because Again, it like you said, it looks like it's such a script. It's mm -hmm. it's a little unbelievable, but there's actually police work till this very day, as you can see, that is being conducted like this. And again, yeah. maybe the circumstances are completely different than what you and I know. Now exactly. let's great. let's get to that first. So let's compartmentalize this particular incident. Let's get to the tactics and what actually happened. Before we even start talking about whether this is a racial issue or not, right. Right. and the only thing I have to say about the racial issue, look, it's it's 2024 already, man. Look, let let's let's get let's stop, stop it. There's no need for it. Uh, if it was Kenny Dean or Marlon Marachi doing this, we probably wouldn't be having a podcast we discussing would. this issue, <laughs> we right? Would. Or we would, you know. Alabama, you know, city council or state legislatures, you know, whoever's in charge probably wouldn't be having a full body discussion yeah. about it. So right. the only thing that I have to say as it relates to whether or not the suspect is actually male, black or any other race, why don't we just stick to the fact that first of, of the, the fact of all the tactical applications that were deployed, but right. more important let's scrutinize her man you know let's let let's concentrate and really uh get the scope and be very narrow about her actions before right. we even start discussing what the suspect's actions were right and if we are right. going to be discussing the substance actions let's not uh pull the curtains back and say well you know he he, he was he was african-american he was black okay what is it that you're trying to tell us as adjudicators or as hosts of, 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 you know, of these podcasts, as we're trying to analyze all this, uh, are you saying that perhaps if he was a male, white, female, white, or Latino or any other race, he wouldn't have, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I have a gun yeah. and you, you know, and you're taking it out of me, what does it really matter? Right. You know, what race I am? But this is this is society, you know that. This is yeah. this is what we this is what we have become. And I said that before. Right. It's like I got so many, and that's why I hit you up. I got so many messages about and people, you know, people sending me the video, and that's how I was like, oh, yeah. let me look at this. And yeah. not many of the officers were like, it wasn't even a a racial thing to them, it was more like God, the, the taser, the taser yeah. deployment was what caught everybody's attention. Not oh, the absolutely. cussing, you know what I mean? Not the cussing, because we all, listen, I've cussed at many of people. I'm not saying it's completely right, but sometimes you got to say what you need to say for somebody to say, okay, man, all right, all right, officer, whatever. 
And that's part of, like I said, what society or what a lot of citizens won't acknowledge out there that but it's sometimes we deal with some really bad bad people right so let's so for the purposes of this particular incident let's just you and i kind of draw the line right and we're on the side of she violated policy right Let, let's let's right. just go there right so, and, and as it relates to the taser only so let's get to the taser because that's what really stands out i should say what sticks out the most with all the people that have been hitting you up. I agree. I think the taser sticks out the most. We're going to draw the line and you and I are going to say, you know what? She violated policy. If I were to grab is, I don't know what agency this is, but if I were to read and analyze their use of force policy as it relates to a taser deployment, it's not going to fly. Right. It's not going to fly. So I'm, I'm already in the camp that you violated policy. Okay. That's, chalk it up for violation now the question is can you justify the deviation because you look to me like that's not what we're supposed to be doing when you deploy a taser right you well, know she and, looked and like she did a dry stun right she did a dry stun but but there's policies and again for the purposes of you know not talking so much about a taser policy in your show is there is um for example there is a range right I think it's 15 to 30 there is the uh, the stun and more important and believe it or not a lot of big agencies actually have a very uh with specificity as to why you would deploy the taser and the exceptions that that are accepted for you to deploy right maybe right. you know so in other words it's a non it's it's non-lethal right it's part of the escalation if especially especially if she knew that he had a gun apparently she did because she took it out out of his waistband exactly so right. if she knows he's an armed suspect and she's tasing him again it looks like it's a violation of uh, policy and procedure i don't know and i want to make very very clear that i know what i don't know what their policy is yeah. as it relates to the taser deployment however now i'm going to put my defense hat on if she actually deployed it to get compliance right and stun her because he had a firearm that at any moment he can take it out and shoot her and cause her great bodily harm or great bodily injury or even death that sounds like a little bit of justification to me yeah. you know yeah. what what are we what are you and i going to do we're going to falter well you took out you first took the gun out and then you taste it then you taste okay right. you know are, are we going to be very meticulous and say well how come you didn't tase him first and then take out the gun well i don't know i don't think that makes sense and again we have to do this full examination and this analysis as to why she deployed the taser and it could be that there's actually uh devi there's actually justification why she deviated substantially because it is substantially the way i see it mm -hmm. right he's he's got her leaned up against the car and next you know tases him and you know he starts crying yeah. uh you know he gets away well, hey he's complying yeah. Yeah. the way i see it he was complying yeah he could have easily, <laughs> easily turned around and just strong man yeah i noticed go that. toe to toe and go blows and he, and and here we go so yeah. for the purposes of what we just saw and again we don't have all the evidence to uh examine or to analyze from that perspective to me there is some mitigating circumstances as to why she would deviate 
from department policy as it relates to the taser deployment. Okay. Hey, Marlon, bro. That's why I love your expertise on these things because, you know, you take my thinking out the box and I appreciate it because, again, I'm thinking like a police officer. We all are, but it's like, yeah. When you first thing you, you got to remember, you like policy, policy, policy. You're right. And that's what is either going to save her or get her completely hinned up, which is policy. So, you know, they call it for a head. You already know that she needs to be fired. Uh, you know, I, I get it. We, we've been there and done that. But I think this is one of those cases where you really need to hear and get the whole picture before yes. you start throwing it out there. It's racist, this, or she was just, you know, racist because she, you know, she's out of, yeah, she acted out. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Look, you know, I, I think that what we should do uh, for the purposes of not just being, hey, don't kill the messenger. We're like being the messengers here and and, and giving some opinion, which right. is fine. We can do that, but perhaps maybe in the future, if you and I, or if you can, um, or any of you, anyone that's listening, or right, send us, you know. Uh, perhaps the uh, the follow-up articles or any research that we can do as it relates to the uh, uh, their policies in that particular agency and, and and go from there and see what happens you know maybe we can do a follow-up um, yeah that's a good uh, idea we will. podcast show you know okay. just so we don't leave just so we don't leave the crowd uh, you know the audience you know hanging from just what I believe to be violation of policy. Right what you believe to be the same thing is you know we're on the same uh, uh waves same lines of communication uh in terms of what we think it is okay. but then again we can't forget that she is in a situation where she did it for a specific reason and at this time we don't know what those reasons are okay good enough man marlon listen bro again i appreciate you having Appreciate having you on all the way from LA. I'll be out there soon. We're going to work on that because I'm going to come on that show, man. And I do. Again, Let I love the show. Thanks for supporting. And like I say, it's important that we get this message out that, you know, the media does it, that, you know, it's always two sides or sometimes three sides to a story before you're Absolutely. condemning people. So, yeah, yeah and I'm going to have you back on. We're going to do a follow-up, man. And I appreciate you giving me your time tonight. And folks, anytime, brother. You know what? I, you know, happy holidays and all that. Look, let's just let's just kind of stay away from, you know, the, the racial tensions that people believe it to be. And let's just kind of hone in on the officer's actions, on the suspect actions. And we'll do a follow-up. And we'll go for there, man. We'll go from there. All right, man. Appreciate you. And folks, thanks for tuning in and thanks for supporting the podcast. Have a good night.